Raza, raza. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's the Three Amigos Show. Starring from Culturas, El Loco Loco, Dean Burleson. From Grupo Stampede, The Midnight Cowboy, Marcus Daniels. And from Mas Chingon Radio, The Big Kahuna, Juan Mendoza. Tonight's special guest, Shelly Larez. If you've got questions, tune in live. It's time. Let's go. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That was awesome intro, wow. man. Awesome. D, three yourself. <laughs> again, again. Oh, gosh. Thanks, Kahuna. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Big Daddy D. <laughs> right. I, I heard right. this one. This one comedian said that this uh, he this guy he brought me on so good. I turned around. I was like, "Who's this guy introducing? Is he introducing me?" That was D. D. I was like, "Whose show is about to start? It can't be this one." Good job, right? Well, I, I mean, well, he's going to have to introduce himself for the shows coming up. <laughs> well, here we are for episode three of Musting Go Radio and Lila Lisa Promotions, the Three Amigos Show. And, and tonight's guest, we have the one, the only, Little Miss Dynamite herself, Shelly Lares. Hi, Shelly. Hey, guys. Hello. Uh, thank you for having me on the third show because that's my lucky number. Nice. <laughs> nice. If you guys watch the so first one, if you guys watch the first one, it was just uh, us three, you know, reconnecting. We we did the show a few years ago, and then uh, last week, of course, we had Miss Delia Gonzalez from Cultura. Awesome! Yes, so. yes, yes. That was awesome. Congrats, guys! Super excited for y'all. It's gonna be amazing. We're super excited for you. I mean, forty what forty years in the business? You say and then, forty years, and you've retired, which I can't. Yes. I, I still can't get my head around that. You retired. Um, <laughs> well, you... I've retired from, from the road and from recording music for myself, but I mean, I'm still working really hard, especially, you know, still writing. I'm, I'm writing more music than I really ever have, to be honest. And I love it because I'm, I'm writing for other artists. I'm writing all kinds of genres. And um, the main thing that I get to do right now is I do music therapy for hospice patients. Well, so that's something... Yeah. So that is something that, you know, prior, I wouldn't have really had the time for it, to be honest, you know, just being on the road and being, you know, 150% working on my career because I, I would work every day. I still do work every day. I, I think I'm busier now that I'm off the road <laughs> than, than on the road, but I like it because I'm home on the weekends, even though I'm working, I'm like, I'm not missing the birthdays and stuff like that. Like, you know, you know how, how it is guys. We're on the road. We miss parties. We miss events, and we miss family functions. And I'm able to to make those now. Well, now I've, I've got to ask the question, Shell. Doesn't that take an emotional toll on you, though? No, not at all. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. That's really what geared me wanting to go into nursing was being around hospice patients, and uh, you know, being my father's caregiver till his last breath, and. Um, I, I know it takes a special person to do it, you know, for sure. But I've been on both sides where, you know, I've been the family that's in need. And, you know, now I'm someone that's helping not only the patient, but the family as well. And um, I did not expect to do 
it, to do it through music. Um, you know, I plans plans were to go to nursing school, and then later on, after I got my nursing degree, to be able to to work with hospice patients. But um, I would say about five, maybe about seven years ago, I I went into caregiving. I also I actually went into caregiving twice a week because I wanted to see if it was something that I was going to be sure of, and I loved it. And I got paired with hospice patients back then. So um, thankfully, Sunrise Hospice who uh, my family owns, um, she's like, hey, Shell, you know, we, we really would like for you to do hospice already. Um, how would you like to do it through music? And I was like, uh, duh, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but I, I really honestly feel like God was like giving me this blessing and saying, okay, Shelly, you want to do hospice? Here's your hospice, but I want you to do it through music. And oh my gosh, guys, there are really no words to express um, the connection that I make with this person that's about to transition. Um, just to see them like they're they're one person when I walk in the room and they're just there. And then they're another person when I'm leaving the room because they're smiling at me. They're happy. They're um, even if it's distracting them for a moment mm -hmm. of their pain and their and their depression or anxiety, whatever it is they're feeling. Um, I'm not there to fix the situation. I'm just there to make it better. And um, it has been amazing. All of the shows combined in 40 years have not compared to the moments I've made with these hospice patients in the last two months. N nothing compares to it. Isn't it amazing how music can do that for you, though? Yes. You know, I think people underestimate music therapy. Um, I don't think it's used enough, but you and I, we all know that that is something that is not, doesn't need a prescription. And, you know, and if they want, if it, if it requires a prescription, they're all about it. But um, I'm telling you guys, I, I've worked with, with people with Alzheimer's, with dementia, and they may not remember who I was five minutes ago, but they will remember the song. Yes. They yeah. remember the song. And, and um, it's amazing to see. And I think people really need to experience it to understand it. But, I've had uh, amazing, you know, families that have been very appreciative and, and uh, this is something that I really wanted to do. And I, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of what we should all do as humanity. You know, we need to do something for another person on a different level. What is and the name of the facility again? It's called uh, Sunrise Hospice. Sunrise. They're here in San Antonio and um, they're one of the only hosp rare hospice companies in San Antonio that are offering this. And so I'm just very grateful um, to my cousin, Sylvia Muniz and her husband, Ronnie, uh, for giving me this, this opportunity to, to do this. And I mean, I love it. I love it. So that's the first question we asked her. <laughs> Have you been busy? I uh, know. You've also, uh, you've got your own record company, Shellshock Records 3, uh, LMD Productions. Um, yeah. You're handling multiple artists, uh, Kiana, Anika, El Gallo Des, and uh, Alicia. Alicia C. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's growing, and it's and, and I'm about I'm wearing Ali shirt. This is my 12 year old that I'm gonna be releasing a, another song. She she actually did uh, the song for me that uh, Rebecca Valdez and I wrote for the Rob Elementary families. Mm -hmm. um, she did the vocals on "I Am a Child." Don't put it all on me. And um, now I'm producing a cumbia for her. Um, a great little vocalist in her own right. And then after that, I'm releasing another artist uh, out of 
the Portland, Oregon area, Miriam, who's really hot on TikTok right now. I've been trying to record that girl for about a year now, but, um, you know, it, I, I told Miriam, I'm like, dude, you gotta, if I offer you this opportunity, you gotta take it because if you don't, then I'm just going to have to knock you to the back of the line. You know, it's like, it's not very often that people offer you, you guys know, you other musicians, you're in music, you understand it. Um, but I, I, Shell Shock, I started it in 2012. I started it for myself. Uh, I just got tired of dealing with record labels. I got, I mostly got, I mostly got tired of not knowing every detail of my music, mm -hmm. where it was distributed, how did it do? Um, things were very vague, and I, I, no disrespect to anybody I've worked with because without them I wouldn't have done a lot of things that I did. However, um, you know, however, I, I was, I, you know, I had a lot of questions. Yeah. And um, I wanted to feel like like that was my family. I wanted to feel like I could just go and, and, and sit in there and say, hey, this, 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 this. But, you know, unfortunately, and fortunately, when you deal with, with main, mainstream records, you know, corporate, if you will, uh, record labels, um, you know, you're a product and that's it. That's it. You're just a product and they don't care what you're your hopes and dreams are as far as a producer and songwriter, they really don't. They want to know how many records you're going to sell. And that's what they want to know. And, um, and I just wanted to bring something different to the table. So I did it for myself so I could learn about manufacturing, about distribution, about all of these things. That's why I started. Yeah. yeah. I mean, luckily I, I learned about publishing the hard way. Um, you know, I learned after many, after many, um, that I needed to have my own publishing company, you know, and that's why I started, you know, mine right after in 1995, I started my, my own publishing company and I, I never looked back from then, but um, I just, I mainly wanted to start it, but in the hopes of signing and working with other artists in the future, that's the whole reason I started Shell Shock. And um, so I always knew that it wasn't going to be while I was on the road. There's no way because one, I wasn't going to be able to give them the time Two, there's money's invested. You know, I invest monies in this in these artists, and I needed to make sure that all my ducks were in a row that I was prepared to really bring this part of my life to the table. And so now I did not expect to start working like like hospice. I did not expect <laughs> to start doing this this soon out of the game. But it's like as soon as I retired, I get I, no lie, y'all. I get. I get calls or, or messages every day from artists that want to work. And I like that because um, I guess they see something in me that, that uh, they, they want to, they want to experience. And, and I mean, that's a huge honor for me. Well, it's also called trust because you've been in the industry, you know, you're, you've learned how it works and they feel that you will protect them, which is what yeah. you want from a record company. Oh man. Yes. Yes, you want to feel that. And that's why, you know, the motto for Shell Shock Records is God, family, integrity, uniqueness, and being true to who you are in that order. Exactly. Because I don't do anything without putting God first. And any, any business meeting I have, any decision that I'm about to make, I pray on it every single time. And I say, God, if this is what you want for me, this is what's going to happen. And um, that's what I tell my artists. I'm like, look, I'm going to always be upfront, honest with you. You may not always like what I got to say, but I need for you to trust that I've been there and I know what it feels like. Cause I, I too was an artist for 40 years. 
So I understand, but I'm really, I'm working with brand new blood. I'm working with artists that are brand new to music and brand new to the industry. And um, I just told them, I'm like, I, whenever I, I work with an artist, this is the first thing that I ask. I'm like, who do you want to be as an artist? Hmm. How do you want people to know who you are? And I love when they run down the list. Oh, well, I love Tejano. I love mariachi. I love country. I love, okay. I like that. I like when a, when an artist knows what they like, when I have an artist that's like, um, I don't know. I want to be famous. I'm like, like, (laughs) then go wait till you figure it out and then come back and call talk to me. But, um, you know, the ones that I have, all of them have listed genres and I'm like, okay, all right, where do we start? You know? And, and, um, I get a little bit, not a little bit, I get a lot of obsessive when I'm working with an artist. I, uh, what I mean by that is I like to really study their voice. I, I, I watch their videos, whether they're doing live performances, acapella. I, I, I watch their habits as a vocalist or singer. And I listen to their tone. I listen to their range. And I really, that's how I really start to, prepare what I want to do for them. And so, I mean, I dream about them. I dream about who I'm working with. I, I dreamt last night. It was like, I just, I don't know. I think about it so much that I want it to be nothing but the best for them. And, and I push them. They can all tell you, I, I push them. I really do. Uh, but because I know they're capable of, of getting better. Cause we all are, we all are capable of, of growing as, as musicians, as vocalists. That's one of the right now. You're this is episode three of uh, Four Amigos. We're gonna start breaking in our new host, <laughs> uh, who's gonna be here every Wednesday to <laughs> with stories from the, from the music industry. No, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you sum up forty years? You know, um, you know, it's it's been a consistent thing for me. I I I was the Hano when the Hano wasn't cool. You know, you remember me, D, back in 1982. I remember I mean, you from when you were, t- was it 10, 10 years yeah, old? I've got a 1982. I can't find it. She's wearing a little red and white or is it pink and white dress? I don't remember what I was wearing. I was always wearing dresses. <laughs> this is why I don't, this is why I don't wear dresses anymore. My mom was making me wear dresses. <laughs> but she would come in and she would sing pretty regularly with Blue Harmony, which was Patsy Torres's band. And yeah, she was amazing. And wow, she was a wow factor then. And she's, 40 years of nonstop. That's yeah, it's been consecutive. It's it's been consecutively, and that's that in itself is hard. And and uh, I, you know, unless people are are in the music industry or they've experienced being a musician, a traveling full time musician, they don't understand the sacrifices that it takes to be in music. It it, it takes a lot of a lot of endurance, um, especially endurance for being on the road. I mean, you know, we'd be gone like six six days a week five days a week different cities different towns and you know you're like what day is it <laughs> what <laughs> month are we in where were we last night you know it's like one yeah. of those things but unless you're in the music i mean it, it you have to love it there's no doubt that you have to love what you do because it is not easy but it's not impossible but one of the things is you have to stay consistent you have to work to stay relevant you have to constantly reinvent yourself and push yourself to the next level um, the moment that you get you get comfortable and you get and you're content is when you've stopped growing. Yeah. Um, and I like being uncomfortable. I like getting in the studio and pushing something that I've never done before. 
you know, I think that's that's what we all need. And okay, that's what I hope to be for my artists. After 40 years, any any regrets? None. Um, I, uh -huh. I, if, no, <laughs> if I have anything I wish I would have done, I wish it would have... Uh, I mean, my mom and dad, you know, they did a, a fabulous job with, with managing my career. You yeah. know, they did an amazing job. Um, I, I think I would have probably wanted to be a little bit more hands-on in that, in that aspect, not because they weren't doing the job, but because I would have wanted to learn it. Yeah. Uh, but my father and my mom always wanted me to really just concentrate on my show. And, you know, they didn't want me to be distracted by, you know, dealing with promoters and all of that kind of stuff, which I thought was great. But I mean, eventually... I wound up having to do that anyway, but um, I think that would be the only thing. Um, but as far as who I've worked with, where I've worked, who I've recorded with, I, I mean, obviously it was just part of my journey. And I, I mean, if, it, if I had wished it differently, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Well, the thing about having your mom and dad as your, as your promoters and agents is it allows them to be the bad guy because everybody wants to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. That was a big thing. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, now I don't care. I mean, I'm going to tell you straight up. But I really, I really could give two shits about what you think if I tell you how I feel. But, um, you know, it, it's just, um, but I get it. You're right. There's always someone that and they don't want it to be the artist. Right. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, outside of my parents, I mean, who better than to know what you want than yourself? You know what I'm saying? And what you want to say and how you want to express yourself and how you want to be you know, recognized or, or, um, respected, you know? And, and I mean, that's one of the things now that I see, especially with the new generation is, um, man, I, I, I would not want to be a new artist right now. I, I really wouldn't. Um, I just think that it's, it's, a, it's a lot harder. Um, but, but we also have tools that, that could be beneficial um, if we utilize them in the right way, you know, <laughs> if we don't, <laughs> oh, I, that's not going to stay on very long, I'm sure. No, but um, no, wait till he pulls yeah. out the wig. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I've seen those before. He's pulled out the dreads wigs. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wouldn't want to be only in the sense of, you know, digital. Right. You know, digital, digital. Um, I mean, it's necessary, and, and I like the cleanness of it, but it's boring to me. I, I, I like the, you know, holding something in your hand, the album, when you get it, it's like, ooh, you know, the whole excitement of going and buying it. And now it's just like, ah, there it is. Ah, there it is, you know, and it's Crazy. like, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's it takes away the whole nostalgia of, of creating something that you can hold. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, remember yeah. when you used to wait, you know, wait up and uh, wait outside the record store for the record store. To yeah. Open, you could have that Listen, album. Where you could, yeah. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. See, see, it's, it's hey, something I, that, that I miss. Can you, can you sign my MP3s? <laughs> I, I know I could sign the back of your phones, which I've done many times, but, but uh, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Um, but again, I mean, I always, I, uniqueness is super important to me. And I, I want, I want the artist to understand that we're all different and we all have something to bring to the table. Um, certain sounds have already been established as far as, um, like, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, when I was talking to Annika about Oyeme, which is a song that, um, 
she wrote part of the chorus or the chorus. Uh, she'd gone through a heartbreak and, and, and I said, and she's a great writer. And I wanted her to write more. That's one of the things I always inspire my artists to do is to write. And so I said, just write it down, mama, write it down. And, and she wrote a part of a chorus and I started like, let's do a progressive Tejano Ranchera with it because she loves Tejano as well. And her, Jay Perez is her idol. Like she loves Jay. Like that's, that's her vocalist. And, and I remember when we were talking about the arrangement, she mentioned like the sax in there, you know, the style of Jay Perez, right? And I'm like, no, um, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't have done it anyway, because that's, and I knew what she meant. I mean, I know a lot of our, our, our artists and, you know, they incorporate the sax, but Jay has a certain, certain way that he incorporates the saxophone. Right. And I'm like, I would, I would not want to infringe on a sound that's already been established. I just feel like, I'm going to give you your own little unique sound and really what people are going to hear in this song is your voice and the texture of your voice and how it's so different than uh, a lot of the females out there because she's got a super rich, full tone that is just gorgeous. And, and you don't I'm want like, her to yeah. have that stigma. You don't want to have that stigma of you're right. trying to sound like Jay Perez. This is, oh, that's a Jay yeah. yeah, and you don't want that. And, and I mean, I do it mostly out of respect. You know, the producers, Jay... They've, they've, they've worked to have this certain sound. And I mean, you can give, we all grab from different elements of our, our inspirations. We all do, but I'm saying, you know, you know, when it's a J song and you hear that sound, you can tell. And so that's what I'm teaching them right now. And, and all, all of them, they actually, they, they did it for me. I'm not saying they don't love Tejano. They all do. They're all inspired heavily by Tejano music. But, uh, you know, with, with El Gallo Dez, um, Rogando Por Tu Amor is originally, I originally wrote it as a mariachi bolero, hmm. and which is going to go on the, al on the album. But I was like, hey, can you let me do, let's do, a, let's do a Tejano version. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he, he's still learning Tejano. He doesn't really even know anyone just yet. He's like brand new to Tejano, like brand new, brand new. Wow. So I'm teaching him, I'm teaching him the different styles of Tejano where you have conjunto and you have progressive tejano and you have, you know, uh, what which cumbias are an orchestra and all of these things. And he's, he's loving it. And he's bringing his own sound to it too. His own exactly. And, and he did when he did Rugando por tu amor, I wasn't worried that he wasn't going to nail the style of tejano. Cause I, I didn't worry about it at all. <laughs> I know this dude, this dude can sing anything, man. So I was like, he's going to kill it. And he did. I mean, he did it in one take practically and just sent it to me. And then Alicia C, Alicia C, same thing. Like she loves mariachi. Mariachi is her prime, um, you know, genre. That's, that's her main forte is, is, is mariachi. But she wanted to tap into her Puerto Rican side and do a tropical cumbia, which is what she allowed me to do with Ben, which has been on Machingon, you know, for a while now. Mm -hmm. And um, and then Annika with OMA, the Tejano Progressive, and now Kiana, my 18-year-old from New Mexico, um, doing Superhéroe, which is, you know, another beautiful, progressive Tejano ranchera. So I just told them, I said, let me just, we're just getting y'all's names out there. Let's just, let's just get people used to who y'all are and hearing you. And, and I, I, I had a, I had a very serious, um, uh, uh, something that I really wanted to accomplish when I said, I'm going to go more into producing 
And that is that I wanted to elevate the vocals again. Um, you know, we have singers and we have vocalists. Yeah. They're, they're two totally different things. They're not the same thing. And I know that the roster that I have right now are true vocalists. I know that for a fact. I got a chance to meet all four of them over there at the Internet Radio Gala, and they're they're all awesome. Um, yeah. Last night, last last night actually, I saw. I don't even know why I have the tape in my hand. Last night, I, saw, <laughs> uh, I was like, I "What is he holding?" A tape. I'm weird. Messing around. Um. Anyways, I saw Gallaudet's uh on his TikTok or was mm -hmm. it a, uh, his a Snapchat or something like that? But uh, he was actually singing a James Brown song. This yes. is a man's world. Yes. And like he yes. nailed that song, man. I was like, wow, oh, that's crazy. Y'all, oh my God, y'all have not heard any of them like to their full potential just yet. I mean, they are, they are fire. I mean, I'm not just saying that because I work with them and I love them, you know. But um, I, I'm telling you, um, Des is um, a very rare breed of a vocalist because um, I've said this before that it's very far and few between where you find artists that they become like, they're almost like an actor. Uh, no matter what character you give them, mm -hmm. they become a different character. And that's, that's him. Like, it doesn't matter what I throw at him. He's like, he becomes that song. It's great. It's insane. That's a vocalist. And, and, yeah. And then you hear him like, this is a man's world. And then you turn his TikTok page and there he is singing full on mariachi. Like, it's like, what the hell? What just happened? James Brown? He was James Brown a minute ago. And now he's, he's Alejandro Fernandez. It's like, what's happening? Yeah, you know, he, but when, uh, first, when the songs first started, you know how that James Brown song, everybody's already heard it, you know? And then I was, I expected him to sing it like kind of soft, you know, like these guys nowadays, they like sing everything soft, but he right. came out with that roughness, man, that raw talent yeah, that came did. out. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I was like, damn, boy, I know. I had to I had to share it. I'm like, I they they all of them they never cease to amaze me when they post stuff on, on their social media. And I'm like, dang, you know, I love it. I love it. But I, I see that, you know, more and more um they're building more confidence and, and that's one of the things that that's my job as a producer as well, is that you know, I'm like a coach. Uh, that's why I say I'm on the sidelines, I'm a coach, I'm like you got this, you can do this. This is what it's going to take to get to this, you know? And, and that's, that's what I love. I, I, I've so enjoyed being on this side. Like it's, I know it's only been a few months, but I love it. I, I love just, um, you know, getting things set up for them, managing them. Um, I, I just love it. I love it more. Not that I, I, I miss people's faces out on the road, but but I love this more. And on that, note, ever. on uh, that note, we're going to we're gonna, uh, uh, take it out to the audience. If, if you've got questions or anything you'd like to say to Shelly Lattice, please message us here at our Facebook Live. Uh, you're watching the Three Amigos show with Shelly Lattice here on a Wednesday night. Uh, the Big Kahuna and Midnight Cowboy are here with me. I'm Deep <laughs> Rose. I love it. I love it. I like that. Silly, were any of them uh, able to perform this weekend, uh, and how did they do? If yeah, uh, Kiana Kiana performed on Friday night. She performed um, on the Vnet stage and the and the Hatehano stage on both stages, and she did very well. Uh, Kiana uh, performs with the band in New Mexico, so they they play like on the weekend. So she's she's used to being on stage and you know interacting with the crowd. Alicia C performed on Saturday, same stages. 
um, she did very well as well. Um, my girl, Odysseus, doesn't really need a mic. She sings very powerful. <laughs> and um, um, that's one of the things I got from a lot of people. Is that was that her, first, uh, her, fanfare? her first fanfare? It was, it was both of their first fanfare, yes. Um, I, I wanted to have, of course, Annika asked me about it, but I told her, I said, no, Mama, you already performed on the big stage this past the Hana Music Awards. Because, you know, she was part of the yeah. emerging artist segment that I produced. Mm -hmm. And I said, we got to go forward. I'm not going to have you perform on the main stage and then you don't have a band and you perform with tracks. I'm like, yeah. there's, 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 you have to build it up. Right. So I said next year, if you'll have your band then we'll have you perform next year. But you know, I, I, I have to, those are things that artists don't think about, you know, they don't think about those things. And, that's and it's not, that, that it's not saying that you're don't do either. Record companies don't protect you that way. They, you, you're trying to give them momentum, get the get the yeah. audience used to them, and then when they perform, let them perform to the best of their yeah. abilities. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, Annika got a lot of a great response um, after the Tejano Music Awards performance. Um, you know, I was very proud of her. And um, you know, but like I said, there's there's a reason, and I need them to trust my my process. You know, with each of them because they're all different. And I told him, I said, look, not everybody's going to like you, okay? Not every single person's going to like you. Not every station's going to play you. Um, you may have a hit song one time, and then the next one may flop. You just never know. It's always, it's all a risk that you take every time you record a record. But at the end of the day, we are not recording anything that doesn't truly speak to you as an artist. We are not going to do that. I need, I need it to be something that really speaks to them and and um and and that's what we're doing because i too too many times i hear so many of our artists in tejano music say oh i gotta go where the money is i gotta i gotta do this style of music and i'm like you're missing the point man mm -hmm. you're missing the point because yeah. this is part of once you record a record it's forever dude it's like you can't take it back <laughs> and it becomes part it becomes part of your musical legacy. Do you want something that truly doesn't speak to you be part of your musical legacy? And I'd rather be moving in, I would rather be moving at a slower pace and gaining more ground than going fast and not doing anything. That's just everything takes preparation, everything thing takes thought, everything takes work, everything takes heart. And that's where the word integrity in my record label model comes from. That's what I mean. Integrity, the integrity of what you're doing, that has to mean more than, oh, you just want to go with the flow. You want to do what everybody's doing. So, yeah, I mean, y'all too, these two performers already, you two guys, obviously went against the grain. You know, <laughs> I mean, a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah. But but you know, there were times where where D and Fulturas people were like, "What in the hell are they doing?" Uh -huh. But but they they believed in what they were doing as a group, and that's what made it so magical. You know, um, same thing with you. You know, you're tapping into stuff that's speaking to you, and I hope you are. Mr. Midnight Cowboy. I hope you are not. <laughs> yes, it's official. It's official. <laughs> I, that today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I was like, do you have shirts already? Because I see it on the shirt, man. <laughs> I'm all about merchandising. I'm all about branding. Yeah. Um, but, and that's another important thing we talk about. You know, there's only, 
Because again, let's go back to digital. There ain't no money to be made in digital recordings, okay? Right. And let's, like, like I do well because I have a catalog of 40 years. I have a catalog of music that people cannot get anymore. So my, my downloads do very well. But there's no money in digital. Um, where you make your money out on the, is out on the road once you start performing. And then you're merchandising. Which you're branding right. yourself. You're, bra you're branding yourself. That's, that's what does it for you. Yeah. And then songwriting, publishing, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So this is you retired, huh, Shelly? I know. <laughs> she ain't retired. Not, not, much, not much difference. Not, not much difference. <laughs> well, um, I never said I wasn't going to work. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means to not. If you don't know me, then you don't. You don't know the work. The work that I. <laughs> so not much I difference. Do. I'm always working. I'm, she just I'm re consistently working. Redirected her energy. Redirected your energy. Even, even though, yes, thank you. Um, I don't. I don't like purposely like make myself work it's just um i don't know what happened after like maybe november december where my brain just like opened up a whole different file cabinet and i was i've just been writing so much like i write a lot of music like on a daily um and i have hundreds and hundreds of songs that that are Cumbia, from, from cumbia to reggaeton, to bachata, to country, to tejano, uh, to mariachi, that I just consistently write. And so I'm laying down and I'm trying to watch TV and then there, there it comes. And it's Your like, brain does not stop. Yeah, it just it turns, does not, it turns and turns. Yeah, it does not shut off. And I think that's just the creativeness of who we are as musicians and artists, you know. I mean, that's a part that I will never be able to turn off, even if I wanted to. Um, but I, I, I just knew that, yeah, being off the road, that's, that's what I meant. And I guess a lot of people misinterpret uh, after the gazillion times that I let people know why I was retiring from the road. They still want to act stupid and act like they don't know what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, but no, it was to be, be off the road and not, not record music for, for myself. Although I started my Christian album last year. Oh. Um, that, that's going to be my, my final album, if you will, um, that I'm still in the process of producing right now. So I will be releasing my very first Christian album. Um, and that is just a, a, a thank you to God for giving me music and for blessing me with 40 years of longevity and 40 years of doing it as a living and providing for my family. Nice. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here, uh, real quick. We're going to play a music video. We're going to take everybody back in time with Michelle Lares with her awesome music video called Soy Tu Amor for everybody right Hi. here on the Three Amigos Show. Yes, 
sonrisa trae placer a mi corazón. Dime otra vez lo mucho que me quieres y si mi amor muy triste viviera. Soy tu amor, tu amor, tu amor. Soy tu amor, tu amor. Y quiero que me digas. Soy tu amor, tu amor, tu amor. Soy tu And soy tu amor. So Man, if you guys that was tuning in, uh, if you guys are just tuning in, we are uh, we have the three amigos show. Myself, Big Daddy D over here, <laughs> um, the Midnight Cowboy down below me over there, and uh, hey! Little Miss hey! KMT, AKA the Collab Queen. Y'all don't hate. <laughs> I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that video, man. That's right. That's all right. I'll have to send. I'll have to shoot all of y'all some merch. Y'all can. Y'all can wrap it for me. <laughs> um, no, that video. Um, we shot it in Monahans, Texas, over in West Texas, and uh, there was a tornado like about to hit. We were we were trying to hurry up before the tornado took me. <laughs> and then uh, later on, in I think it was two thousand and eight, uh, I redid uh, Encore because. That we were talking about, you know, music you can't get anymore, right? Yeah. Um, I started, I started seeing fans like buying on eBay, and and I was like five hundred dollars CD. I was like, what the hell? So <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna re redo my hits, same arrangements, just redo them, and yeah. that way, you know, the fans could get them again. And when I redid Sorry to Mode, this guy right here, he he did my. Uh, he did my Soy Tua Modes uh, on the backup vocals on my on my Encore oh, yeah. album. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. I also well, do you know that you did, but you didn't know that D played the trombone on Ese Clímica Que Tienes. Yep. He, yeah, he played. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that he, was just coincidence. Me picking that song to play. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a Kimiko que tiene. He and Al, I think it was Al. Were you with? It was Al Gomez. And I remember, I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. We're in the studio over there at Melody Ranch, and JJ, who y'all saw, you know, JJ was my my amazing co-writer, co-producer, of course is the one responsible for all my biggest hits he and I wrote together. Um, he arranged the, the the brass parts to to Esa Kimika Katanis. And I'll never forget, D was in there like, you know, and D's a badass trombone player, y'all. He's he's amazing. And he was playing and he was he asked JT, he's like, what the hell were you thinking when you arranged this song? <laughs> it was like a, it was a really challenging song, but here we go again, yeah. you know, just doing stuff, you know, that you don't normally hear. And Esa Quimico Quetienos will always be one of my favorite arrangements. I, I just think that we put so much time and energy into that, that whole album. I think we spent, no lie, it was about 300 to 350 hours to make that whole album. And, um, I remember Brad Green and I in there uh, working on the uh, on the percussion. We we did it on a program where we we got each individual conga hit, every timbal hit, every shaker was individually done. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a man a person. It was like we did it all individually on the computer, and it just I mean it, it came out so good. Nice. It wouldn't be because you're a perfectionist, would it be the whole thing? <laughs> I know. I try not to be in the studio. I'm worse, you know. I, I thought that on stage. I mean, I was like that, but in studio, I'm like, I listen to every single. Like even right now, that y'all were playing the video. Um, I was listening to the bass. I was listening to the baseline of Rudy Perez, and I'm like, it's so clever because he's not playing every every beat. Like he's not going doom 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 doom. Like he's going doom doom. Doom, doom. Like he's letting some of them ring out, and it's yeah. like you got to know where to put those details. <laughs> and um, and then you know, just the whole song itself was one of our biggest hits. I think, I think not my one, biggest. I think that was one of the questions I had asked your artist when I was interviewing him over there at the gala. I was like, uh, yeah. "Does she push you to your <laughs> limits?" And all four of them at once said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love them. I, it's just again, I I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it because. I want them to realize the amount of work that goes into recording because being on stage and being in the studio are not the same thing. They are completely different. And sometimes some people are just meant to sing live or yeah. some are just meant to be recorded. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a true fact. And then, uh, you know, in this day and age where we have freaking auto tune, uh, you know, everybody wants to slap it on. And you my, say, my, you don't say auto tune without the word "frickin" in front of it, right? No, frickin. I wanted to say something else, but you know, I said frickin. <laughs> but um, but you know, I I'm waiting for it to let one slip. I know my artists. No, I don't use it on them. I do not use auto tune. They do not use it. I'm like, you guys can sing it. If you can't sing it, then we got a problem. Yeah, you're I a lazy mean, singer. You're a lazy singer. You don't want to put forth the effort. Yeah, I mean, I'm. This is why I miss analog so much. Yeah. Because when you record it analog, it's like you have to get it right, dude. You're like, there's no cut and paste. There's no, you know, auto tune, freaking auto tune. There's <laughs> that or that. <you> know? <laughs> I just, I love being in the studio. I love it so much. I love it. Like I can be in the studio like days after days in the row, just 
just creating music. It's just I love the create the creativity part. You brought up the timbales, and uh, it reminded me of a funny story. Shelly was uh, doing an interview, and I, I jumped in on live, and I said it was when the verses were real popular. You guys remember the verses when one group would go against the other? It was oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, mm -hmm. I type, I type, hey, uh, Shelly should go against uh, Sheila E on the timbales with one of these. Are verses. you crazy? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what you said. I like. I'm like, are you smoking crack again, Midnight, midnight Cowboy? <laughs> you I'm are like, bad. You're bad to the bone. He's up on the crack there, man. Shoot. No. Oh, uh, no way. Sheila is Sheila, man. I, I just I just hit him. It's just, and it's like the harder I hit him, the more people get excited. It's like, yes. you know, I, I break a stick and people are like, ah. But, you know, these are the things that, again, um, that I wanted to do different. Um, not very many girls were incorporating instruments, you know, um, at all while, while they were performing. I mean, I learned from my mentor, hello, Dr. Patsy Torres, who, you know, played the trumpet. And that was my, that was my idol. That was somebody I looked up to. And I'm like, I want to play an instrument. And I, I mean, I could play, you know, I could play the guitar and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll eventually incorporate the guitar later once I started doing more country stuff. But I, I'd always been fascinated by the drums and percussion. And my brother used to be a drummer. So he had drums set up in his room. And I would go in there all the time and um, jam on the drums. And um, I just happened to be shopping at the music store in, in Dallas. And I saw a set of timbales there. I think it was like 1990, 1989, 90. And um, I'm like, Dad, I think I want to I incorporate some timbales. And he's like, OK. So we set them up that night. And I just. I just started playing them, and that's when people were like, you know, really took to the stage. They just, she, they she, has no, cool. she, has, she has no mercy on the tambales, too. She beats the hell out of them. <laughs> I do. I hit them hard. It's like, uh, you know, this, it's crazy. I still have, I still have, a, I have a pair of your sticks somewhere around here put up, but the, them things have so many dents all in them and look like a dog <laughs> shoot on them. She beat the hell out of them so bad. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I break them and all kinds of stuff, you know, but it's just, you get in the moment, I guess, yeah. you know. Uh, what happened today at, at Market Square? They made you uh, Grand Marshal. I'm the honorary Grand Marshal for the Fiesta Flambeau Parade for nice. 2023. Nice. Yes. So, I mean, I'm so honored. Um, I was laughing at some of the comments. So, you know how people have funny comments. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got some from, I thought she was retired to... Uh, so and so would be a better choice. Uh, you know, I just thought it was so Ooh. funny, wow. but uh, but uh, yeah, but I, I think it's hilarious. You know, I think it's funny um, because you know I've I've um, I've represented my hometown, you know, all over the world, and I, I take a lot of pride in being from San Antonio. I mean, I'm very proud to be from the Chutan because we are so diverse in music. Um, you know, our culture here is just, it's, it's one of a kind. So it's not just because I'm, I'm excited about being in the parade. It's just, I'm excited about them wanting to pick me to be a representation of San Antonio. And, you know, that's really what makes me feel good. Um, I've always, I would always joke around um, and I would say, man, what's a girl got to do to get a mural around here? You know, I mean, I, I've only been from San Antonio my whole life. And, you know, I've only 
entertained this city for 40 years and I'm only from the West side and you know, all of this kind of stuff I'm a, or a barge named after me, an L and D barge right there going down the river walk or something, <laughs> a street but, or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I, th there is a Shelly street, but you know, um, <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't for me, but that's okay. But, um, but, but this will do this, this really, you know, makes me super happy. Nice. Um, and, and I, I mean, I think it, it, it comes, I'm able to really, um, enjoy it more that I am retired. So, um, because for a lot of years, um, a lot of years, I, I mean, I felt, um, that sometimes what we were doing was, was being overlooked, um, for a lot of different reasons, but we always stayed the course and we always stayed again. We're just, we want people to, we want to stay true to who we are as an artist and as a band and. And that's what we did. We, we created our own lane and we stayed yep. there. And I don't think that I, I mean, because for anyone to be around in any genre for 40 years is in, it, is in itself a, a big, a, a big accomplishment, let alone for being a woman, um, you know, coming in and everybody's saying that we're taking over, we're taking over, we're taking over. Um, and I said it the other night, I was like, it's, it's not that we're taking over. It's just, we're finally being recognized is the difference. Yeah. You notice it a lot in the radio shows and the three divas. That's where it started from. Oh man. Well, I wouldn't say, yeah, I would say the divas. Um, that was a, a good start, but you know, Elida and I made the music history together first. Uh, we were the first two females to ever collaborate in Tejano in oh, 2001. Wow. In 2001, we collaborated with a song called Amiga. Um, it was, it, it actually was, she did Amiga on her uh, Magico album. Right. And she wanted me to be on that album, but I was still with Sony at the time. And they were stupid and they didn't let us work. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, so then I got with the Hus when she was with the Hus and she's like, I was like, hey, dude, why don't we do Amiga finally? And I go, but let me arrange it my way you had your version i'll have my version and so we we recorded amiga on my tres veces album and of course we won vocal duo of the year we were the first two females to ever win and then um after that las tres divas came up and we were the first three females to ever collaborate in tejano and um you know we won we won some tejano awards we also got our uh, Latin Grammy nomination for our, I mean, I'm sorry, our Grammy nomination for best Mexican American album nice. um, nice. that year, which was huge because, you know, best Mexican American album, I let alone you get on the Tejano category. Great. But I mean, Mexican American album, that's a whole different, that's a whole different monster. There is like, it's different. Yeah. So that's women being recognized right there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And, and then, and then, and then after that, like I would say, maybe within the last seven or eight years, I really wanted to start this, um, really trying to help push the women a little bit more. Whether it was collaborating with them, whether it was you know just promoting them a little more, getting them into shows, um, you know, different things like that. And I really wanted to do my part to kind of help build up um, the females of the next generation um because you know patsy was really was really the only one that did that for me uh in all fairness she really was the only one that would pull me up on stage and you know would build me up 
And so I'm going to do the same thing. You know, like I said, you know, mentorship is so important. Um, I think we need it a lot more in our industry. I think a lot more of our, and I'm starting to see it. I mean, I saw Steph the other night and she's done this before, but she brought up a young little girl on stage and I saw Jaime de Anda with the Ibarra boys. And those are the things that I'm talking about. Those are, those are the moments that they really, you know, make an impact on a, on a child or, or a young artist. And um, so that's, that's what we have to do. I think it's, it's, if we really want to continue our genre uh, to, to grow, then we need to do mentorship, but then um, collaborating with, you know, Ernestine Romero and, um, and then collaborating with um, Sonia de la Paz, Monica Saldiva, Demi Garcia, Fernanda de Ti, where I brought in three brand new girls or newer girls. Thank you. Thank you. That one was a fun one. That was a fun one. I, <laughs> I really wanted that one. I did. I was like, I mean, I, I, I appreciated the vocalist, you know, I did, but I was like, if I don't win the vocalist, that's okay. I, I do want the collaboration. I want that one. <laughs> and then when we won it, I was in the dressing room and nobody called me. It was like, okay, so <laughs> here you go. Wonder why you saw the rest of the Omenes were like, where did she go? Did she leave her? Yeah. Or no, I was I was actually prepping the artists, the new artists that were about to come on for the emerging artist segment. I was oh. over there prepping Maria Paula and Annika and Carla Cristina and Gabriela. I was like, okay, y'all, we're gonna Get ready. This is good. Yeah, I do it, and then boom, forget it. But it's okay. The girls, the girls got it for me. But um, you know, I, I, I love being part of history and having the most collaborations in the industry as well. Is that's a big one for me. Over thirty collaborations I've had. That's why they call you the collab queen. Yeah, it, queen it, of collabs. It's yeah. time for a three amigos vote because we're talking with Shelly Dadas, artist, producer, or songwriter. Uh, working, um, gosh, working with new, mentoring new artists, uh, record companies, production companies, um, and she says she's retired. Uh, by raise your hand, <laughs> is she really retired or will she be back? I think she'll, I think she'll oh, be back. D, I'm gonna leave the reunion to you, okay? I'm gonna let you have it. Um, you know why? Because your ass took a break and mine didn't. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she doesn't she doesn't know the story though of what happened with all. No, that. no, and, but you know what? I I, I love that it's going to happen because yeah. I I know the true the true entertainers that they are, and and it, they're going to bring a lot of excitement back to Tejano. Yes, in my opinion, um, I just feel like. You know, sometimes it gets a little boring and, um, you know, that's, there's definitely not boring when it comes to Kulturas and to that crew over there. There, there, no, it's not never boring, but well, uh, see, I think when, it's see, when she, when she says it, you're like, okay, thank you. When me and Marcus said it, you're like, yeah, whatever, man. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> I know that Shelly knows kickboxing and she kicked oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, no. I used to go to the studio at Melody Ranch. <laughs> And she'd come. She'd come in from classes, and she would. She she'd show us a few things that she learned. No, I will not mess with Kelly. So yeah, thank, thank yeah. You, when when Brad Green was alive, God rest his soul. We love Brad Green. What? He was what? one of the what? best what? producers and engineers. Um, Brad, when when oh, I would Brad show Green. him the yeah, Brad I would show him. Green? Hold 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 on hold on hold on. What? Brad's but gone? that Brad. Yeah, gone? he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, he did. 
You need to tell was, me later. Okay. 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 Yeah. But, but Brad Green was, uh, um, he worked for Melody Ranch. He worked with the house records and he was an engineer and seven feet an amazing, tall. Uh, you know, yeah. He, the dude, can you imagine he and I walking down the street together? That's how we were. I mean, it, it was hilarious. And my neck always hurt. Cause I was always like this, you know, it was like, but, um, but Brad, he used to say that, um, he's like, I don't want, I don't want Shelly to do Kata number seven on me because that, that didn't, that incorporated the growing area and he would, you know, he would get, <laughs> he would get afraid of me, but no, but I mean it though. I, I think it's going to be that the Tejano fans are excited and um, you know, it's funny cause they, they all like, you know, it's just right now, you know, the vision that I have right now that that's not in the, in, that's not in the picture right now for me to say a year from now, I'm going to come back or whatever. It's just, um, I'm just really enjoying giving my time and my energy to these new artists. Really, I really am. See then later on. Later on, I get to ask the magic question that I ask everybody, and then it always comes true. Like a couple of years ago, I asked I asked D over here when I first okay. interviewed him. I asked him, D, are you back? And he said, No, I'm no, not, I'm not back at all. And look what happened now: Culturas reunion. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, give her like five years at least. <laughs> yeah, thank you, yeah, thank man, you, Mark. Give her some time. Give her some time. Yeah. No, I mean, it's only it's only been since December, guys. <laughs> you can see, you can, I can see the wheels in your head turning. I can see the energy that you're exuding. You, you'll get. Oh gosh, no. We we need more. <laughs> <laughs> we need more. Oh my God! Peer pressure. Funny. Peer pressure. Little, little Miss Dynamite. Yeah. Oh, that's the question you, I always wanted to ask. Not, you. you do not have to elaborate if you don't want to. Okay. What's that? Little How Miss I got Dynamite. the name? She lit. No. 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 Oh, no. Okay. no. Your most. Your most viral moment of the. Oh year. yeah, that was <laughs> insane. Oh my I gosh. Love I loved it. Okay. It was okay. Well, le well, let me tell you in case y'all don't know already. I've, I've talked about it a couple of times, but in case you missed it. Um, okay. I have been, and this is no reflection on the Mexican Fiesta whatsoever. Okay. Because I, I love the organization. I've been performing there since 1991. So I, I mean, they're like, they're family to me. And um, I've seen so many volunteer people come and go throughout the years, but the main ones have always been there. And so this year, um, you know, we did a showcase with uh, Monica Saldivar, Sonia de la Paz, Demi Garcia, and Crystal Torres. And my band, you know, I, we, we backed them up. So I have to go from Friday night because it's important, okay? <laughs> so, um, so we go Friday, and some faces are new, like back there in the back. I didn't really know some of them. But um, I always take the initiative to go in front of the girls and I'm like, I'm Shelly Laris and here's the, here are the artists. So, and so, so, and so, so, so. They were very nice. Uh, the, the man that was hosting the show, I, I had never met him before. He didn't really speak much English. Um, and um, so the girls were performing. Monica was the last artist to hit the stage. And so right when she went out, I was, I was, I plant myself on the stage right by the monitor guy. Cause I want to make sure that, if anybody needs to hear something, I'm like, I'm right there. I'm ready. Right. I'm not just hosting it. I'm like, like a manager, you know? So I was there and um, he was kind of a few feet away from me and he gets my attention and I look and I'm thinking, Oh, okay, what's happening. And he goes like this. Right. So I'm like, 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know this this fool's not talking to me, you know, um, because if you have something you want to say to me, you can just come to me and say, hey, Shelly, you know, this. But I knew the time because that's what I do before I even step on the stage. I talk to if there is a stage manager, which there wasn't that day. Or I talk to the sound crew. Hey, how are we on time? This way I know how to make my set list work, right? So I knew exactly what time the girls had to be on. Festivals always and, the and, and, it, and it wasn't that time for her to get off. So I said, oh, no, she still has two songs. And then they're all going to come back out again, okay? I told him like that. So, you know, he was still gesturing, you know, the whole time. So that that really, like, that really pissed me off. Started it. So, so then, so then, let's go to let's go to Saturday night. I get there. Um, nobody's back there. Um, I go to the sound guy. Latin Breed was on stage. Uh, I go to the sound guy to the monitor guy, and I'm like, I had met him before, so he and I were chit chatting. <clears throat> and I said, okay, I'm sure we're running a little behind. He's like, we're like 15 minutes behind. I said, okay. Boom, 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 boom. I, I eliminate songs for my set. And I know exactly how how long my set is. So I, I knew I was on my last song, obviously, right? When all of a sudden, I feel somebody tap me on the shoulder. And like for one split second, I'm like, who in the hell is touching me? Who's on stage at this moment? That didn't bother me. What bothered me was when I turned to him and he went like this. <laughs> And he reeked of alcohol. And I was like, who is this person that's coming and interrupting my show, drinking and doing this number when all that person had to do was talk to my band member, talk to the monitor guy, but never under any circumstances do you ever, unless the artist is being obscene and dropping their pants on stage or something, should you ever interrupt an artist on stage? It's just etiquette. It's 101 for anybody. Especially so, Shirley Lattice. So that really irked me, you know, and I think he thought I was kidding when I called him back because he was smiling. If y'all see the video, he's like smiling and then he stopped smiling. And they actually... People were so mad at this poor dude, they had to make him leave the grounds, like, immediately. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I knew some people that wanted to kick his ass back there. I was like, oh, my God. But anyway, what happened, what I found out later was he was a volunteer stage manager. So, Shelly stops the song, y'all. She stops the music and says, <laughs> hold on. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and I was, and I, I cussed at him, and I said a few things, right, Marcus? I yeah. cussed at him, and and then I started the song again, just because. Yeah, but, anyway, yeah, but uh, but anyway, I told him, I said, well, okay, if it's a stage manager, a professional stage manager always approaches the artist when the artist gets there, and says, introduces himself. If anything goes wrong, I'm the stage manager. We're on this time. We're running on this time. If I need to get you know, your attention, who do I talk to? Or I'll get your man members. That's what a stage manager does. Okay. So he didn't do that. And then drinking, you know, um, again, I guess a volunteer will do. And this, again, this has nothing to do with the Mexican fiesta, but I'm just saying as an artist performing, um, 
you know, that's not professional because my band doesn't drink on stage. I don't drink on stage. So I'm going to have some drunk man stop my show because he wants me to stop rather than, you know, and, and the thing of it was, is that we were not over time in no shape or form where we are over time. So what made this man decide to go up on the stage and do that was, you know, I just, but I don't know. I, and I told the, the people from the PSI, it's like, Oh, well, I mean, there were about 200 cameras that were, that were on me that day. And, and, and Mia, my, my baby was on the stage and it was her video that everybody shared. And I was like, I mean, but that just was like, he ruined, he tried to or almost ruin my moment with the Midwest that I have loved for my whole career. The Midwest has always supported my music and that Mexican fiesta's family to me. So whether this man, this was his first year, second year, third year, he didn't have the amount of years put in that I had for him to go up there and do that. And I just—that's why I lost yeah, it. I was you like, "Tell him you said, you said this ain't my first rodeo, boy." We walked off. Now he was lucky he didn't get some of them kicks. I know. I wanted to. I wanted to wring his neck. I was like, "Oh my god, this dude!" But everybody was teasing me afterward. They were like, "So when does the T-shirt come out?" This isn't my first rodeo, boy. <laughs> <laughs> But the impressive yeah, so. thing with Shelly is the fact that um, you own the stage and yeah. your band will follow you through hell and high water. They look at you. They know your cues. Yes. You were able to stop the band, handle the situation, and get back to entertaining the crowd. And that's yeah. a, that, that, take, that takes craft and, and a mastery of what you do. And you do it very, very well. So Thank I'm you, Dee. Thank you. Thank you. But I mean, again, I mean, I'm there for the crowd and and um, I just, it, it just, it really bothered me. I felt like, you know, did they, and then I started thinking, okay, well, did they go up to any other artists or was it just the Tejano artists that they were kind of doing that to, you know, it made me feel that way. And I'm like, okay, well, anytime you, cause y'all are all my family. Tejano music is my family. Tejano music is my life. And I'm going to get very, you, you best believe I'm going to protect it at all costs, you know, for sure. But I, no I thought a spinning back kick would have worked too. <laughs> uh, I might do that when I come back. See you, <laughs> you heard it. You heard She's it. You heard it. She just made the official announcement right now. You heard it here live on the Three Amigos show. <laughs> Chili Lattice is coming back. <laughs> I, I thought I would amuse you for a little bit, Dean. That's oh. what I was trying to do. <laughs> Hey, you, you better be careful because the Hano Nation watches this and they, they're going to start making oh. commercials. Guess what? No. Chili Lattice is back. No, John Henry, know, we didn't know the John Henry knows better. Was not gonna be coming out no, either. no, John Henry knows better. He knows better than to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna go take another quick break, real quick, and we're gonna do a song featuring uh, D and Marcus this time, and oh. then and then to end the show, we got another one from Miss Shelly Lattice. And uh, this is one of the, the songs that came out right after D said that he was not back. Oh, gee, well, well. So this is featuring <laughs> D Bernison and Marcus Daniels. Tu no te metas. You better not. Oh, 
Uh, featuring D Burleson nice. and the Midnight Cowboy over there. Who <laughs> not the metas? That's right. I didn't even know this guy. Are you are you sure that that the song the song title was uh, D still in denial that he's not coming back? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Do you realize, hey, Shelly, Marcus and I had never even met. We recorded the song. I didn't meet him till months later. Isn't that but that is but isn't that the great thing though about technology though is that you don't have to be in the same room? That's kind of cool. True. I did my vocal here in my office. So yeah. Like, that's scary, but it, it's cool. Uh, yeah, it is. But it's it's better when you're in person, but oh yeah. Y'all yeah, sounded like y'all y'all sounded like y'all being best buds for a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they, talk, they talk like every day, so it's, yeah, we uh, do we talk but, about you. The th <laughs> hey, I'm included in that conversation, so I know, I know what y'all talk about. <laughs> Shelly, look look what I found in my in my archive over here. Oh, wow. where is it? Which one is that? I can't no, see no what it says. No me vayas a dejar. Ooh, 
Ooh, that's on my. Uh, I think that was on my Dynamite album, my second yeah. album. Nunca fuiste Ooh, the Marcus, Marcus is just ripping all the Shelly Lauders gear tonight. Yeah. Look at that. The record, so I had to pull out another. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, one is that one, one? This one is awesome right here. It's a forty-five. That's the same one. I was just showing everybody oh, what, a, what, a, what a record looks like for all the kids out there that don't know what forty-fives look like. Isn't that yeah. vinyl? Vinyl, it's vinyl. Yes, forty-fives. No, when like, I when I when I pulled it out to the kids, I was like, okay, look, see this forty-five. It's a single. It's like a, a one download, <laughs> one song, and then this is the other song. And uh, I I had a I had a friend's son over, and we were playing the vinyls, and he's like, what are those lines? And I'm like, that's a song. Like, that's song one, song two, song three, song four. Those, those are the grooves. Those are the grooves where the yeah, song is. Yeah. So I go put it. If you want to hear the third song, put it on this one. And he was like, he was like so amazed. He was like, yeah, oh my awesome. god. Because, I mean, it's like you have the song right in your hand instead of going to Spotify and all that other stuff was right. Yeah. Now, I know. That was, that was pretty cool when I found this one right here, and I had to show you a long time ago. I think I texted you that I found a 45 of yours. Yeah, and then the one that they jacked up of you, remember the other one? Yes, man, they, they, they screwed me out of that whole deal, man. I was like, man, really? I was trying to find I out know. an actual 33 of her album, and I ended up getting screwed out of the deal. So the guy was, uh, oh. it was messing over everybody and stuff. So I was, I wasn't able to get that. That's one. Sucks. You're the one yeah. that with that 850 dollars. That was you. No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was that was the that was the Selena album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet as a kid you used to hang 45s on your wall, didn't you? As a kid, oh, man, I have. He probably did. Yeah, who, me or Juan? Because yeah, we yeah, <laughs> were talking to. Oh, Juan, I'm sure. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah. I used, to be, I used to be like this. Hey, we're gonna put it right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got yeah. that look about you, man. And then we, and then I had the cassette racks, the big ones that went on the wall right here. They <laughs> have the lines of cassettes. <laughs> That was, that was me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like yeah. Right, right. No, I still have all of my Olivia Newton John albums. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I collected Olivia Newton John. I have all hers. Um, I think my, my prize possession one is um, Selena's uh, Dulce Amor album um, that doesn't have the label. It was the very first one ever printed, and she gave it to me. Nice. So I have it. Oh, yeah. Nice. I think one yeah. that I have, it's it's still sealed and never was open was uh David Lee's Con el Tiempo. It was never open, it's still sealed up to this day. Oh yeah, that's a good album. That's yeah, a and very it's very good it's album. very rare if you actually find that one anywhere nowadays. Even the still, CD. Oh, yeah. I've got the cassette. Yeah. But they have Gee, it on, uh, you know what? I I for, uh, we have mama has uh we have the first culturas. CD cover. Uh, I should have bought it. Oh, dang it. No, it's at my mom's. No, 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 no. He had the little hat on. He had a little hat on. It's a it's a Stetson without a brim. That's all it was. But people thought, that's that what it was. Hair? Is that his hair? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll need to show it to you. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's yeah. Like a yeah, yeah. 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 It was a, it's an awesome cover. So I found See, it because uh, during COVID, um, you know, me, like a lot of other people, cleaned out a lot of stuff. Yeah. And uh, um, at my mom's, I went to my dad's area where his shed area. And dad saved, shoot, almost every everything of mine. Like my all of my promotional pictures that, I mean, posters they used to give out. Um, 
and my albums, my 45s, cassettes, pictures, pictures, even my 90s merchandise, like my T-shirts. And they look brand new. It was like, he's had them. He's had them this whole time. So we were like, man, and people were always asking me about stuff like that. So Mia went and put um, on my website, The Vault. So that's where I sold my vinyls, my cassettes, my my 90s merchandise. And it, I mean, it went so fast. Um, we practically, like, everything in The Vault was gone within, like, a couple of weeks. Nice. So... Yeah, Daddy used to tell me, he's like, someday these things are going to make money for you. And I was like, I never knew what he meant by that, but I guess I, I figured it out real quick after we put it up on the website. Yeah, I've got something of yours, Shelly, too. What's the that? Miller Light post, the Miller Light poster. I've Which one? I, I did, we did a lot of them. Well, did, yes, what am you, I wearing? You did two one, in one year that you had two different Yeah, I think. I think altogether I have like four or five Miller Lite posters. Um, there was one that it was just me by myself that a right. friend of mine in Houston was like, I'm just kind of le leaning up against the cases like that. I have my cowboy hat and stuff. And um, a friend of mine in, in, in Houston was like begging me for that poster. It was like one of the only ones I had left. But uh, I wound up giving it to him. I was, he's a good friend. But uh, no, we have a lot of them. And people didn't realize that those promotional posters were, they were only for stations. They weren't for fans. They were never meant for fans. Right. So I had, my dad saved like stacks of mine, <laughs> uh, especially at my red dress, uh, the Quiero Ser Tu Amante cover, which yeah. had Soy Tu Amor. And that one was like the fan favorite. I mean, we had like about 50 of those brand new. And so, yeah, it's crazy. Do you have any funny stories of D when you guys were working together back what? in the day? Oh God, Guando, no, I had a lot of them. No, I just, I just remember, uh, I remember, you know, meeting D, uh, you know, as a young girl and uh, watching him perform. And then when he was with LaFrance, uh, that man, those dudes were bad. Like they, they put on a good show and they sounded so good. Um, and then, you know, being on stage with him, of course, obviously, he's always energetic. I, I could never keep up with him. He was just, you know, always crazy. <laughs> but nothing nothing funny. I mean, you know, we were we were label mates for a yeah. good while, you know, with Manny. So we would always see each other. Manny and Tejas. You know. Yeah, Manny and Tejas. We would see each other all the time for, for different things. So, but, but, but Dee's family, I mean, I've known him, God, I've known him 40 years. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's a long time. It's so nice it's to see time. how this little girl turned out. This little <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm still the same height. I'm still the same height. <laughs> <laughs> still the same height. But, I mean, I've worked with the best, y'all. I mean, I always brag on Tejano music, but well, I have worked with some amazing musicians and artists. I mean, there's a lot of great ones. You worked with Vince Gill. Uh, yeah. You, you, you work with everybody. You, well, you're that, yeah. You're that kind of artist. Yeah. I mean, when I broke out of, you know, performing with Tejano and, and, and collaborating, you know, with, with one of the biggest country artists ever, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that was a big deal for me. That was, that was uh, my mom actually manifested that. My mom, Vince Gill has always been my mom's favorite. And years before I met Vince, my mom used to say, you're going to sing a duet with Vince Gilmiha. 
you couldn't do it, do it. And I'd be like, there goes mom like, mom like, yo, guys, smoking the crack. Like, mom, you're smoking the crack. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you know, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. But then, uh, you know, it happened. I mean, it was insane. Um, we happened to have a mutual, uh, well, I had a friend of mine, a guy that was working uh, with promotions for me. And he actually played with Vince Gill in the 70s with Pure Prairie League. And um, so Vince was looking for a, a Latina to collaborate with uh, in 1995, 96. And he had heard several artists and artists that we know too. Um, and he was like, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like our voices are compatible. And at this time, you know, I was doing a lot of country music. You know, I'd always loved doing country. It's, I write more country than I do Tejano. Um, I have about 120 country songs I've never recorded that I've written. And um, so, you know, he heard me and he's like, yeah, I, I like this girl. And we actually met in Nashville on my mom's birthday. We met Vince Gill on my mom's birthday of all times. And she took all her cassettes and, and <laughs> she took all her cassettes and, <laughs> yeah, and she, she got him to sign him, and he did. I mean, he's a very, very humble man, a uh, very talented artist and uh, guitar player. And he was, what, what was only supposed to be one song wound up being the majority of my Shelley album. Like, he even sang in Spanish on the first time on my song, Siempre lo esperaré. And, um, you know, it's, it was just, God, man, to have Trisha Yearwood in the next studio next to me, Ty <laughs> Herndon was there. And then, you know, Amy Grant was sitting in on the sessions and, and having these country artists to come in because we were mixing my Tejano stuff there also at Soundstage Studios in, in Nashville. And to have artists come in that are big country artists and they're like, what, what music is this? Wow, this is, this is different. What is it? And, and, but, the, but they liked it because they still heard like, like country in it. I mean, even though it was Tejano, they just were fascinated with how intricate our music really is um, they were blown away vince wanted to play the waffle he thought he could play the waffle sex first <laughs> and 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 my cousin and i go vince you can't play that and he's like why and i was like it's different you know you chord it differently and so he's like well i want to try it you know so my cousin gave him the waffle sex though and he was like you know just <laughs> fascinated by it what are all of these? You know, of course, it's a, you know, it's like a 12 string guitar, but still it's the cording is still different. Is different. Yeah. Yeah. The tuning is different. So, but um, no, I've, I've just been very blessed to have worked with amazing artists in Tejano alone. Musicians. We have the best musicians. We have the most versatile musicians ever in any genre than any genre to me. I mean, Nobody can touch us. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody can touch our artistry, our our diversity, our our musicianship. Nobody nobody can touch it. Well, before we wrap this up with you, Shelly, um, as one musician to another, and I think I speak for Marcus and all the other musicians out there, there is a haunting loveliness and clarity to the way you sing. There is the smooth and silky ways that you can turn a phrase. We're not tired of that yet. And we want to hear more. And we know we're going to hear more because she's back. <laughs> she is coming back. She's going to take a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> but we will oh be back with more Shelly Lattice.
I, I know when to stop, man. When when I try to get on no. stage and I trip and I no. trip on my boobs and no. I trip on my boobs, it's time to get off. <laughs> 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 you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm right, joking, guys, but wrap her up. <laughs> She's tripping again. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it over the shoulder. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I mean, I, I, I'm always going to love, you know, you know, being part of music and stuff. And, um, you know, I had a lot of albums that I that I had wanted to do still before I before I called it quits, really. Um, but so then Juan, again, uh, Juan. So this was what it was like talking to me, huh? Yo, are you back? No, no, I'm not. I'm retired. I'm done. <laughs> now, now you know. How, now you know how I feel. Now you know how I feel. Now I know how you feel, Shelly. You're back. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. Take a hiatus. <laughs> You know, go to the Bahamas, go do what you're gonna do. See, the same way you blamed me and Marcus and Sedalia for you being back, yep. now she's, she's gonna blame you for coming back. Oh no, I'll gladly take that badge of honor if I got her back, <laughs> I'll take it. No, I think we have we have uh, we have too many amazing new artists coming out, and I definitely want to kind of you know bow out gracefully. And I, I actually wanted to retire still loving what I do. I didn't want to, um, you know, get tired and, you know, be like, cause I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I hated being on stage. I still love being on stage. I just felt like I wanted to retire in my prime, still loving what I do. And, you know, I, another thing that has always bothered me about our industry is that we don't respect our pioneers enough. And, um, and that's one of the things that I didn't want to be here and no disrespect to my pioneers that are still going. No disrespect. I'm, I'm actually speaking on behalf of them because I know they won't say it. Um, you know, I just feel like for your Agustin Ramirez's, your, you know, um, little your Joe. Sonny Osuna's, your little Joe's, you know, your Ruben Ramos's. I mean, these people, if, if these artists would not have been there none of us would be here thank you none of us would be here and and i just feel like we were i said i stated this when i won the the lifetime achievement award from the premios the other night tejano we're behind man we are so behind on so many things um our mentality for one um business our, for two. Our, our, our business is, is way at the top of the list um our camaraderie really um are supporting each other. Um, why is it that every other Latino can support each other and uh, we Tejanos, which are still part of that pool, can't get it right, you know? We're still we dragging each other down. down. Yeah, we're still doing that. And and I, I mean, I just, I wish someone would give me a, a legitimate reason why that's happening, Absolutely. other than the obvious of envy and all of these things, but, um, that that just really bothers me and i didn't want to become that artist that you know everything that i was doing was just going to be going unnoticed and going unnoticed and not being appreciated and that's why right now you know with these accolades and and this recognition for my hometown and i mean that that makes it it's just the cherry on top of my retirement really of, of being off the road but i don't know i mean we all we all say you know never say never or whatnot but at this point in time I'm just honestly really enjoying 
I have so many other things that I'm doing that are keeping me super busy. Um, and I know that if I'm on the road doing that, I can't do these things because I commit 150% to my career. I always have. You said all the same things that I said. Get out of my, get out while I'm on top of my career. I'm happy with what I've done. I got out because I didn't want to be a novelty act. You know, the, yeah. oh, the black guy that sings Spanish. You know, I got out <laughs> doing what I, and I, I still love performing and stuff, but that was the time. And look at me here now. It won't take you yep. 30 years. It'll yeah, but fun. you don't own a record label, D. speaking of that that label Shelly I want shell shock you know just like people if if you're on Freddie people are going to listen they're going to say who is this artist on Freddie or Manny you know all the Mm -hmm. I want shell shock records to be that way so I I commend you on what you're doing thank you and I want people to look take that extra time because they see shell shock I want them to listen to those artists I've got three volunteers right here I've got three volunteers right here (laughs) We'll go to the radio uh, station to promote and um, do the will be my A and R guys. You're my A and R guys. <laughs> you know, but uh, you you hit it earlier, TD, when you said that you know the the lack of label representation. Mm-hmm. I think that's where where our industry really started to suffer uh, because we were we were forced to fend for ourselves, right? We were forced to to do things independently, yep. and um, and but doing things independently. And knowing what to do independently are two totally different things. It you know, you got to know what to do. Yeah. And, and management is the second one. Mm-hmm. The lack of management, the lack of representation. And that's why I've taken on kind of, you know, um, especially with Des, you know, uh, taking on um, the manager role for him as well, because I know what to ask for. I know how to talk to these promoters. I know what to do. And um, it wasn't anyone's fault. But um, I, I hope to see that coming back. And I don't see myself as a small independent label. I'm a label. That's yeah. it. So that's what matters to me. There you go. And uh, so what's going to be next for you? What are you working on these days besides your artists uh, there? Well, um, see, this weekend um, we're going to be editing the, the brand new video of El Gallo Des for Rogando Por Tu Amor. Um, we shot it last Thursday in the rain, uh, which, but it was a great, you know, it was a great 90s vibe. <laughs> uh, the 90s are, we almost had him do an Usher thing and take the shirt off, but now we were like, no, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be editing this weekend and uh, next week I hit the studio again on Tuesday to uh, finish up the production for Ali's new song. And, um, and then after that, I'm going to be working. I have two big shows coming up for Fiesta. I have um, Shelly's All-Star Showcase that I'm hosting, and my band is backing up four artists, Gabriela Martinez, Alizé, Jenny B, and Miriam from Oregon are going to be performing uh, at the headline. We have the headlining spot at the Gateway Stage April 22nd during Fiesta. So I'm going to be announcing that on my social media. And then after that, I have the 26th of April is the big Fiesta Latina. Uh, Musica Sin Fronteras, that is, at least it's going to be an amazing lineup. Angel Jimenez, Annika, El Gallo Dez, and Alicia C. Um, along with my band, along with the horn players of La 45, and Campanas de America. 
are all going to be at this show. So the tickets are on sale right now on Ticketmaster. It's going to be at the Joe Long Theater over at the Carver. It's going to be an amazing fiesta event. And we hope everybody can come to the show. And then on the 27th, I have a shell shock party. It's an exclusive uh, party. It's, uh, it's called my signing party. And all of the information is going to be coming real soon on the signing party. So uh, that's a private, that's a private invite <laughs> for that. You, you'll be invited D. Okay. You'll be invited to you. Okay, okay. So that's hey, what I'm working Juan, on right now. Now, Juan, you realize you asked her, what does she do for fun? This actually is fun for her. I, yeah. I've known her all the time. <laughs> Probably, right? It Probably. is. It's fun. It's fun to me. And, uh, you know, just, just keep writing music. I'm, I'm still writing. Like I said, I'm working uh, with another couple of artists um, on some of their music. And I have two other artists that are waiting to talk to me uh, to see what we're going to do next. But, um yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of music to, to create. So I'm excited. Very nice. And uh, we were talking about the Three Amigos show going on the road, too. We're going to yes! take, take the show to Vegas. Why not? Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, um, that should be good. I'm looking forward to, you know, all the, the bands that went out of Vegas. So y'all are going to kick ass over there. That'd be nice. <laughs> that'd, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we go out there and show up Vegas at the, yeah. the, the convention or something. Yes. I think you need to go do that. I think it's going to be awesome. We're going to have to hit them up and say, hey, put the Three Amigos show on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And dress like the Tres Divas and y'all will get the, will get the job. <laughs> There'll be a lot of people giving us dollars out there. <laughs> making it rain. Oh, my God. No. Rain. There I you go. I was going to say that. Three like the movie Three Amigos, but she said divas. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's one of my all-time favorite movies, so I freaking love that movie. But uh, no, thank you guys for having me, and congrats on the show. I wish y'all nothing but love and success, and um, you know y'all are all crazy in your own little way. And I just want to say thanks to to all the fans out there, you know, that have supported Tejano Music. Thank you guys so much. Uh, for supporting Machingon Radio. Thanks uh, for calling in and voting for my artists on the countdowns. I appreciate that so much. And, uh, you know, I'll be seeing everybody at the Fiesta Flambeau Fiesta. Congratulations. Yay. Nice. So nice. let's see everybody then. So before we get into the last video featuring Michelle Lattice, I uh, have an announcement that we've been working on some stuff behind the scenes, and hopefully it'll help benefit the Hano music in a very big way. And I wanted to announce that this is what it's going to be called. Oh, I can't. <laughs> well, let me show it that way. Oh, but wow, it's called okay. it's called the Hano TV. So which Yay. is going to be is going to be a live stream. Uh, music videos like the way MTV used to be back in the 80s and 90s yeah. and it's going to be featuring all music videos and it's going to be hopefully available later on for Roku and Fire Stick and all that good stuff so it'll be nice. an independent channel featuring like I said all music videos on the weekend we'll have the old school videos Monday through Friday we'll have all the all the new stuff and maybe on a Saturday we'll play concerts so it's going to be good and it should benefit the Hano music in a very big way and awesome. uh, you know we're gonna we have a couple people interested in sponsoring and and uh, we're gonna look for some advertisers you know to help pay for the bill of course but you know <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's gonna be very big you know and uh, we hope it puts uh, Tahano music on you know and pushes it in a big way for the music videos that come out instead of being stuck and forgotten on YouTube. 
Yeah, I like that idea. That's yeah. going to be amazing. Congrats yeah. on that. That's it looks crystal clear. That's the thing. It looks really, really yes. good. Yes, I think I sent you all three the link. So you yeah. guys, it, it is it is going nice. right now. It is going right now, but it's not finalized to push it out there yet because I wanted to go to the test mode and make sure that the videos are playing and the shows are playing, you know, correctly. Right. And it does look clean and work out the know, bugs. So, yeah. There yeah. You so yeah. hopefully it gives the Tejano a push in that way. So that's what we're looking forward to. And we can have some talk shows like from other radio stations or something, not just Mastrigon Radio. It's not going to be a Mastrigon Radio thing. It's going to be a Tejano thing. So any awesome. other stations out there that do interviews like this, like the Three Amigos show will be on it. Our top 10 music video countdown will be on it. Any other stations or programs or podcasters that have their live show like this, they can feature it on there. We'll set a time and date. And nice. Be I so, can't wait. I'm excited. Nice. So thank you so much uh, for that. And we'll, we'll give you more details later on as time goes. Hopefully by June, at least, we'll have it going. All right, yeah. but we're going we're gonna to go ahead and play. <laughs> Why is he laughing? Shelly, these guys are starstruck. This is the longest interview we've ever done. We are now coming up on a, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. Is that, we're close. We're close. Yeah. I think we passed uh, up the one with Delia. <laughs> yeah, Delia got to an hour and a half. You yeah. an hour and 45. So yeah, That's because yeah. you and I talk a lot, Dean. We talk a lot. That's why. <laughs> Reading my mind. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I know we didn't give Marcus a chance nobody, to nobody, answer. I know y'all only gave Porosito Marcus a couple of questions. Que la chimberries, man. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him every week I talk too much. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Hey, when you want him to shut up, Marcus, just put one like that and he'll know that you're telling him to Thank you guys so much. I love y'all uh, very much. And thank you for, for having me on. It's been awesome. Not a problem. We're going to go ahead and uh, play this video real quick. It's from Miss Shelly Lares, and this one is called Sal Si Puedes, courtesy of Tajano Mundial and Tajano 360 Network. They filmed this during uh, one of their award shows, so this is uh, Sal Si Puedes. Awesome jam. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, the latest from Shelly Lares, Sal Si Puedes. Eres muy rico, hasta si puedes, no te olvidaré. En tu recinto muchas veces con ella son bien. Eres muy rico, hasta si puedes, no te olvidaré. En tu recinto muchas veces con ella son
no te olvidaré En tu recinto muchas veces con ella soñé Eres muy rico en salsa y puedes, no te olvidaré En tu recinto muchas veces con ella soñé Tierra de amor, sal si puedes, por ti soñé Bella mansión, sal si puedes, tierra de fe Eres muy rico, sal si puedes, no te olvidaré En tu recinto muchas veces con ella soñé Eres muy rico, sal si puedes, no te olvidaré En tu recinto muchas veces con ella soñé All right, that was Shelly Lattis in Sal Si Puedes. And that was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite. That was probably one of my favorite songs ever and videos. And I'm super proud of that one because I think uh, that was the very first during, I think it was during COVID that we did the very first Premios de Hanna Mundial. And uh, to be able to produce my whole segment because that's, I wanted the video to look like that, but then COVID hit. So having the, the nine-piece orchestra and the podiums with L&D and have my hair like 1937 and it was just, it just, everything was perfect. I love that, yeah, that whole awesome. arrangement. Yeah. yeah. I have to, I have to thank Sebi, Sebi Contreras because um, when I came to him with that idea, he thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was crazy because he was already wanting to put drums and I'm like, no, dude, we're doing it like 1937. There ain't going to be no drums in there. So the bass is going to hold, handle the, ba the the low end, mm -hmm. and he did he did an amazing job mixing a nine piece orchestra. It's great. Nice. Well, we want to thank you so much for being a part of our show today. It's a complete thank you honor. guys. It's an honor thank to have you. you. And uh, on behalf of Big Daddy D over here, <laughs> uh, Midnight Cowboy. We need to change his name. Okay, He's got Marcus Daniels. <laughs> 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 the Midnight Cowboy and myself. Hey, Midnight uh, Cowboy. D named me the big kahuna. I don't know why. I'm not Hawaiian. <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, come on. you're the big kahuna. Come on. The big kahuna. Okay, fine. We'll put it on there. And the big kahuna. And of course, Little Miss Dynamite, Shelly Lattice. We want to thank you so much for joining us here. Marcus, thank who's going to be guys. on next week's show? Next week, we have Mr. La Sombra himself, Tony Guerrero. Oh, La yay. Sombra. Nice. So be ready for that next week here on the Three Amigos Show. Whoa. Until we Are see you, you again. Until <laughs> 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 <laughs>